0: Welcome to the Crypto Yams Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Baked Potato, a five-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is September 12th, and this is episode 100. Wow. 100 episodes already. Absolutely insane. A huge milestone for our community. Amazing. Amazing. Today, being Monday, we have a lot to talk about. We will be going over the macros, of course, as always, taking a look to see what we can see coming in the future. And with that said, let's jump right into it. Starting over here with our Bitcoin weekly chart, what do we see? Well, I don't know about you, but I know what I see. Potential for a green dot wolf pack being on the edge of the zero line. Bitcoin price action pushing up right against the resistance of the previous channel that we were in between eighteen to twenty five thousand, as we talked about in the previous sessions. Twenty two thousand being the key level resistance that we need to push through if we're going to see any type of continuation back towards the upside. I essentially think that over the next couple days, potentially, we're either going to sit here to get our four day close up and at this level. And then potentially push down for a day or two, just for some sort of midterm, short-term retest, higher low type of deal. We can see that within our sixteen-hour, twelve-hour, and eight-hour, we do not have a converging wave at this point. We have divergences starting on the nineteenth of August, hitting again on the twenty-eighth, and then again on the seventh of September. So, with two divergences, I would expect some sort of shorter-term pullback towards probably the twenty-eight hundred or maybe even the twenty-five hundred dollar level. Essentially, something, as long as we maintain above 20,000 at this point on a mid mid-term, uh, midterm macro type of environment and candle closes, I don't see the trend completely reversing from here. Now, of course, being rejected off of this resistance, if it starts to build momentum, is not a good thing overall. But knowing that we have market structure of these midterms and the higher time frames on our side, the fact that we have the money flows of these time frames continuing to push up, turning up. Triple confirmation potentially coming back on the weekly. The overall of the space looks bullish still. And until that changes completely, we will be overall looking for that converging wave higher low before continuing to break back into the channel and through the channel. So hopefully that makes sense for you guys. Again, it would just be set up for essentially a shoulder for an inverted head and shoulders converging wave to push us through. The next time that we come back up, to this resistance line, it's going to probably be closer to twenty-two, five to six hundred, um, depending on if we do reject here. We could potentially push through now, hit towards uh, probably about twenty-four thousand, as we've been hitting resistances previously, as we can see back in July and mid-August, and getting our converging wave at twenty-two thousand. Now, this overall would be much more bullish in the in the scheme of things, turning resistance into support, retesting said support, and hopefully bouncing and breaking up from there. So those are kind of our two uh, ideas in the current environment right now. We can either get rejected now, find our higher low at the 20,500-ish level, um, and or break through and come back and retest around 22, 500, or 22, depending on how long and how far we get. Both options are still possible at this current time. We can see that we're potentially starting to form out some six-hour, four-hour bearish divergence in the shorter term here. Nothing's confirmed at the moment, and you're going to know that the short, short-term bearish divergence it's just setting itself up against much larger bullish divergences that are in the current environment. Looking down here in our midterms, four hour, six hour, we can see that uh, everything's kind of split right now. We have fib lines that are extending to the downside and fib lines that are extending to the upside. We have hit our, our 1.0 fib, meaning that, you know, obviously this is usually where you see rejection, short term or midterm, and go and retest. But we also have market structure still on our side, sitting at about 21,200. So potentially invalidating this divergence if we see a bounce from this level. If we were to come back to 21,200 in the next day or two, we find support, we hold the market structure, that in itself might actually be enough for that higher low that we need, bouncing off of the market structure. Of course, we could wick into the levels that I'm thinking, 20,800 to 20,500, very possible or 618 of the four hours sitting in that zone. That would make a lot of sense for us. I think it's really going to come down to what the 10-year yield does and how long it takes to do it. We know that when we come over here to our 10-year yield, it is showing us all the signs that it is still technically topping out. Market structure of the weekly, bearish, completely filled out of the Fib lines. And I don't see this changing in the, in the anytime future. So yeah, it depends. Maybe we go up for another couple of days, maybe another week or two, and that gives us some more time to kind of shake more people out yeah, across the board. Bitcoin, you know, giving it some more time to kind of screw around, chop sideways push people out in either direction because that's exactly what we've seen over the last week or two, right? We continue to uh, slowly grind our way up, but this is how the bulls like to do it. They grind, the bears try and push back, they get slapped in the face, the bulls assert their power again, and we continue to slowly rise. And there's going to be a point where the slow rise is going to turn into a, you know, a more exponential kind of bullish uh, explosion as you would. Definitely, if we continue to go in the direction we're going, that's where we'll end up. And we see that in every other case of of any type of pump that we've seen with Bitcoin. It slowly builds up, it curves over, it tries to break down, it fails, and it slams to the upside. So me personally, with how the environment's looking, um, I'm looking for those re-long opportunities until everything changes in the environment. You know, daily being a good time frame for looking for that retest, higher low, converging wave and continuation to the upside. I do want to talk about Ethereum today as well, just because we have some big news coming up in the next week or two with ETH 2.0 merge, all the shenanigans. Overall, this pattern looking very quite bullish. Again, same type of deal, looking for another converging wave, because technically we already have a converging wave on Ethereum, being back here on the 6th. Because of course, as we know, Bitcoin created a double divergence bottom, where we broke the low of the previous low around 20 uh, the 28th of August, and we created a lower low on August 6th, where when we come over here to Ethereum, we actually continued to hold a higher low at this stage. We still have market structure, the FIBS, all on our side here and we've barely even come up to our 618 sitting around $1800 so we can either maintain and hold around 1700 and start to turn around from here this would be the 382 of our 12 hour and i believe closer on our daily as well excuse me and of course we could still revisit 1620 as a possible higher low target or even wicking into the 1550 area one more time as long as we maintain the market structure and the fibs of this bullish overall outlook and a higher low uh, overall scheme of things in ETH, that's what I'd be looking for. And again, buying opportunity for the longer term. We know that all of our macros are still bullish on Ethereum. Daily's been triple confirmed up since back here on the 2nd of September, and the weekly has been TC'd since about 1650 back here on the 1st of August. So technically, already have a converging wave, technically a retest of the weekly market structure we're just, as you can see, we're in a consolidation within our weekly here where we have our resistance sitting up here at 2,000. We have support sitting down here at 14.20. Um, and I think that we're just going to continue to play within this until the market structure goes into a definitive bullish structure of this weekly. Again, overall, because we're TC'd, because we bounced off the zero line, because we've invalidated this red dot with a green dot confirmed, and the money flow continues to point to the upside. Overall, um, any type of push or uh, quick drop down into any of those levels i just talked about would act as almost like a weekly wick just as we saw back in here of the end of august right if we wick down into 1550 we end up still closing towards seventeen seventeen fifty. overall we're looking good um, we've got six days to kind of play within this region and yeah overall bullish looking quite good monthly still needs what seems to be some more time to figure itself out two week though Uh, Also agreeing with the weekly being quite bullish here. Money flow has turned itself back up. Again, we're just hitting a resistance level and it gives uh, the big money more time to kind of chop us out. The small guys who are using higher leverage, yada, yada, yada. I'll continue to look for buying opportunities until this macro changes, essentially across the board. Taking a look over here at the DXY, we can see continuation to the downside is more than likely prominent. We had a pretty fat 12-hour bearish divergence here that's been playing out. Um, again, needing a converging wave, this coming up would be the opposite of what we need for BTC, giving us a converging wave to the downside here, right? DXY gets a bearish converging wave, Bitcoin gets a bullish converging wave. So kind of perfect little scenario potentially playing out. We can see that money flow continues to push into the red and down. So overall, a shorting opportunity or a selling opportunity if you see a bounce from the point that we're at right now, which when we move into our shorter time frames we can see that it's definitely trying. With us being so heavily into the red money flow and Wolfpack and everything, I would just be looking for that retest of either the 382 sitting around 109 or even potentially back up to our 618 around just 109.8. So not a huge range with the DXY, but retesting a lower high converging wave for the downside would kind of be exactly what we'd be looking for. And again, if we get this type of structure, we can see how it came up and how it's going to play out in the future. It's essentially head and shoulders fractaled within a much larger head and shoulders. So potentially a pattern playing into a pattern playing into a pattern. As soon as we're back below 108, 2, which we're testing right now, once we have confirmed candle closes below this level, that's when I'd be looking for a decent little push below towards 106. 106 and a half. kind of deal, potentially some sort of retest of this level if we get below it, and then continuation to the downside from there. So just some more stuff to keep in mind. Coming back over here to the S&P, what do we see? Continuation to the upside, 12 hour confirmed as of Friday's candle close. Coming over up to daily, I believe we're in the same boat. We confirm on the ninth. There we go. We sure did. We should. Sure so at about 4,050, we triple confirmed on the daily back to the upside. Money flow has not turned back into the green yet. So overall momentum is not in the bull's favor yet, potentially setting us up for some sort of rejection, short-term rejection off of the resistance level sitting at about 41.40 all the way to 41.80. So we still have a little bit of room to go over the next day or two. Definitely not going to be a long retest of coming back down. But again, lining itself up with everything else. Of course, the S&P usually doing what Bitcoin's doing, and of course doing the opposite of the Dixie and the 10-year yield. So that's kind of what I'm seeing in the shorter-term future, midterm future. Um, overall, we're looking for an inverted head and shoulders, but we can see that this may take a little bit more time than we think. Time frame of the last shoulder was about 76 days, two months, and we're just about at the halfway point. I think we're at about, yeah, 26 days so far. So if we're looking for this about the same percentage of time, I'd say that we're about a third through the shoulder, meaning that we have another month, month and a half of kind of sideways, back and forth, bullshit continuation before breaking through this key level resistance to then try and head back up for our major resistance levels, which potentially could be looking at higher highs, yada, yada, yada. But for now, key level resistance coming in around 41.40. And of course, there's a bit of a zone there, being that the market structure of the daily is still bearish and we're still conflicting with our fib levels. We see that our fibs are extended to the downside and to the upside here. Again, that just tells me there's conflicting values and ideas. Money flow still being in the red per daily. Just stuff to think about. Um, Looking at our weekly, gives us a much more bullish outlook here, whereas daily is kind of choppy. As we can see, we did invalidate the previous buy triple confirmation, and potentially what I'm seeing right now is that we were potentially working towards invalidating, again, secondly, of this bearish triple confirmation. Market structure being on our side, holding it around 3,900 points, um, and fib lines extended all the way to 5,000 points, is very, very, very quite bullish. The fact that our money flow is right below the zero line we're getting a green dot to invalidate the red dot, and then we're bouncing the mark, the wolf pack back into the green right at the zero line. Again, all screams, extremely bullish, in my opinion. You know, again, we, we need to see if if it does invalidate the triple confirmation of the weekly, that it gets follow-through. Well, um, we would want to see, after that happens, the next week or two from that, just massive volume continuation into the bullish structure. But, I mean, again, you know, if you hit the 618. This is going to be our key level resistance, sitting around 4200. If we can get through 4,200, breaking the local high, that's going to also break the key level resistance at the same time. If we can get through this, again, you know, with things start to turn quite a bit more bullish, market watching it, wanting it to be something, probably going to be bullish. The CPI tomorrow, excellent. Yeah, the merge this week, excellent, PO. Thank you for the information, man. Yeah, I believe that the CPI report tomorrow is going to be quite bullish for the markets as well, but it also opens us up for some sort of shenanigans uh, fuckery to come after it happens. So potentially, again, pumping into the next day or two, but overall, essentially pulling back potentially for the rest of the week after that to give us the converging wave in the higher low and to uh, to keep going. I think that would be fine if we can pump for today and tomorrow, and then the next two days closing into the week turns bearish again, or starts to look bearish, I guess is a better term. Um, it's going to fake a lot of people out. It's going to push a lot of people out of their positions. It's going to make the cryptocurrency space, you know, kind of dance around a bit as we have been. And, but ultimately, from there, we got to look at our overall outlook of the market space and everything that's happening. And I'm going to stick to my guns and say that, you know, it's way more likely that we're going to hit 30 before breaking below 20. Much, much more likely. So I'm looking for 30K out of this thing in the macro. From there, we'll make our next decision. And so, yeah, as long as we continue to hold around 20,000 at this given stage, uh, I'll be continuing to look for 28 to 30K. And from there, we'll make our next decision. Is it going to be? A lower high macro rejection off of 30, our confluence zone, previous macro support level, more of a key level at this stage for the macro. We need to see what happens at 30, but you know, as long as we don't get a major rejection off of that level, if we could hit it, come back to 25 or even 22, retest, hold support, then the whole thing gets extremely bullish. So essentially going up to 30, coming back to 22 and holding and then turning back up again would be our best case scenario for the bulls um, rejecting hard off of 30, you know, coming down to 22, bouncing initially, maybe back up towards 25, but ultimately being held down and rejected off of those levels and not being able to get right back into 30 would be quite bearish. So yes, we need to pay attention to what happens over the next couple of weeks and just diligent of what's going on. Again, I'm quite bullish right now. Things are potentially bound to change, um, as they continue to, from everything we've seen over the last couple of months, we know that we're still in a bearish environment until we're not anymore. We are seeing some great signs of macro bottoming, uh, macro turnaround, and a lot of confluence saying that, you know, overall, the market needs some sort of recoup dead cat bounce, if anything, back up to the upside before we see more massive continuation to the downside. Or, you know, it's done. And we're going to pop a new all-time high in the S&P before everything goes to shit. Because that's just what we've done for the last three, four years, is continue to build higher and higher and higher, even though everything has been in a shithole for so long you want to jump in tell us a little bit about what you know with the merge and maybe with the cpi data coming out tomorrow hello, brothers. hello. i like your new uh picture
1: that you got your discord <laughs> try and cycle it around you know yeah and <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah For interesting what you're saying i think i think right now everything i see is continuing on from every session that we track this the environment's there for things to pump a bit I'd at least be bullish now um i think at the bottom of the range cpi i think it's even if it comes out still eight and a half percent or eight point two percent but level with um july because it's august that's been reported tomorrow Mm -hmm. you know the way that that narrative then is you know there's been no growth in inflation it's kind of like saying the rate of pace of house price increase is slowing (laughs) you know it's just the market reacted so strongly before um and you mentioned some shenanigans thereafter Absolutely, um, the FOMC next Fed rate rise is, I believe, it's the twenty sixth, which isn't actually that far away. You know, um, ten days or twelve days or so, two weeks exactly. So, yeah, like they're going to be. Are they going to do point seven five? Are they going to do 0.5? What's the DX, what's Dixie doing as well? Um, and there is certainly a consciousness, I believe, at the moment now that you know the euros at the bottom of a range. The reasons that pushed it down there are alleviating somewhat. You know, energy is down to. Three x what it was last year not 11x and um, actually i posted some charts to share ta on the daily it's at a key level and if it falls the weekly has a long way to go <laughs> um so like the euro could be you know it could become relatively stronger with the, the fed and i think the fed have license actually to go 0.5 instead of 0.75 because it's the best of a bad bunch and it can afford to be that um and that's all you know for equities because um I think it's just an acceptance of reality that the next 10 years is probably the Fed target of which they have to mandate for two things, most central banks, which is inflation and um, employment. They're finding the employment front that's very strong. Um, so they can afford to kind of cool down overheating economies in the employment front um, by raising rates. But I think if their other target, which is inflation, which was a point, was 2% target across the board, so the way all the central bankers are talking now, it's you know, a new regime, New reality, I think it's gonna be closer to five or seven. And that's why Satoshi was a genius. Because uh, we saw it back in the GSC, you know, they took a longer journey, I think they're gonna take a shorter journey here, print loads of money, leave the basement for future generations to worry about, but kinda of print that debt away to, that they borrowed to deal with crises because I don't see any Western government um trying austerity again. And that's a bleed that's the bleed up scenario. That very much is the remember the fractal you had for the S and P that's the yeah it's a bleed up scenario exactly Um, exactly leading up yeah and you mentioned the eth merge and like you know the whole i I know jonas will probably grinding his teeth at this but yeah like it's a technical um it's amazing kind of technical feat if you pull it off it's not like even changing the, the engine of a plane that's flying it's changing the type of propulsion while a plane is flying um but it is switching to deflationary you know so it's saying hey i'm like you know Bitcoin." You know my value. You know it's the whole gold, digital gold thing. Hey, you better buy a suit of a suit of armor with a thousand years ago, or a, a, you know an Italian suit for it today. It'll hold its value versus currencies that are really going to inflate away. Yes, you just read
0: my mind. Actually, I was I've been listening to a lot of smart people recently that are saying you know just because um, the value of the dollar continues to increase does not mean the assets values of things are going to decrease, right? Like that people are looking for those alternatives to put their money into because they know that keeping their money in the bank is screwing them over as this continues, right? So assets like gold and metals and Bitcoin are just going to continue to rise in value against the inflation, against the, the dropping dollar value because people are going to look at and continue to look at alternative opportunities where their money's not depreciating.
1: 100%. So it's kind of like Europeans going from the Euro into the dollar. And if you had done that, you know, six to eight months ago, you, you know, you could be looking at a good eight, 10%, you know? Wow. Um, yeah. And that's like, and I'm really going to like not picking peaks here or troughs, you know, it's just a bit of a range thing. And that's massive. You know, if you're saying for saving a, a deposit for a house and you, you might need a whole thing, but you'll hedge. And I think that's what people will do because, you know, if you're in a the dollar, then you're like, what's better than this? And you might go all in a Bitcoin, but you certainly will hedge if you have a decent amount of capital. On something that's you know over the next five ten years five or ten percent and that's the whole kind of institutional use case of which we're just seeing nonstop news. Fidelity we're on today about Ethereum futures. I think they're going to or Ethereum. You know you're just seeing all the kind of like things that would have been a wet dream to crypto even eighteen months ago. Actually going to happen because everyone's going to try and have to beat the dollar now.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Things keep getting worse. Then then that's exactly it. They're going to be looking for those alternatives. Those better places to put. Their money, quote unquote, where it's not losing value every day. And it's, you know, as this continues, it's only going to get worse.
1: I believe so. I think it's just the most rational kind of outcome is if you look at Eurozone countries who I've probably been a bit too irrational in that, oh, Italy's going to blow up, Greece is going to blow up, even the Irish national debt's really high. If you inflate the Euro by 5% a year, you know, like 200 billion, you're inflating so much of that away, of that debt away. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, politics start as possible you know <laughs> you know they'll they'll just push it out And that's what happened after the gfc i think just gonna take a shortcut this time not do all the existential drama about burning bondholders and this thing in the middle that's gonna print away um you know so everyone's got to beat the market so like you know three percent in a bot is a pretty good deal i think you know good timing three percent yeah right minimum minimum
0: minimum, minimum three percent exactly exactly on that note uh as our community is aware, if you're listening for the first time to the podcast and you're not aware, the uh, Triple Confirmation Alpha is out. You guys can head over to tripleconfirmation.com. Uh, the link for the alpha is right on the main page there. Check it out. You can use it for free. Right now, all you need to do is uh, set up your MetaMask with it, put in some USDC, and you're in. Easy as that. Check it out. Try it out. Get a feel for it. Tell us what you think. We love hearing your guys' feedback. We've been continuously building on it building ideas of how we can improve in the future. And hopefully the experience so far has been good. Obviously, uh, the bot would be in a long right now. There was no one prepared in the bot at the time when it was going to take it. So we ended up canceling the signal. But yeah, the last three trades so far have been about, I believe it's 24% profit in a matter of a couple weeks. So very, very exciting numbers and percentages coming out of it. Yeah, I think we covered the things we wanted to cover. Michael says, uh, in Poland the last few months, monthly bills for house loans have increased more than 100%. Yeah, I can 100% show you the bot on stream. and over here to alpha.tripleconfirmation.com. Um, I don't have this web browser hooked up with my MetaMask, so unfortunately I can't show you it running or doing anything. But once you've come in here, you would connect your wallet. You would approve both contracts of TC and USDC, which is simply you know clicking on approve, paying a very, very, very minuscule fee through AVAX. And then once both are approved, your main uh, setup will show up here in the center. And all you need to do at that point is either have AVAX in your MetaMask and head over to Trader Joe, swap it, or any type of uh, liquidity swap provider, essentially. Trade the AVAX into USDC or send USDC into your MetaMask. Once you have it in your MetaMask um, and you've used the TC faucet, uh, you can start the bot, essentially. Ah, thank you. Yes, please head over to Jonas's stream quickly. And you can see that once you've approved both contracts, you will see everything that's in front of you here. Simple as that. At the moment, again, the bot is just not in a position. It is holding cash exactly on the next signal that will jump itself into a position. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Boom, bang, bang. Set your numbers about how much you want to deposit. Click deposit. (laughs) Approve the contract. It's doing an example for you right now. And it's as simple as that. Once you have everything deposited in, it's an automated process. You don't have to do anything else. Yes, sir. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. It's going to continually build farm rewards for you, which you can collect at any time uh, in TCC. Yep. So you have to do is click collect, approve the contract again, and it'll take what you've earned in your farm rewards and stick it in your wallet. There you go. So it gives you a confirmation prompt. Scroll down, confirm it. And within a matter of seconds, Boom! There you go. Your rewards have been collected. You can see that live. It does live update. Back down to zero. Matter of a couple minutes, he's going to have some more. Yes, Bob. All right, guys. With all that said, appreciate you guys taking the time to listen today. Hopefully, you got something good out of this. Make sure to continue watching our shorter time frames. I do still expect some sort of pullback continued over the next couple of days, potentially looking for those re long entries and opportunities and we'll see how we go. But we're holding above 22 for now. We're holding above 1,700 on ETH. Things are looking great. Jonas does have some information pulled up about the merge. If you guys are interested, check out what he's pointing out. And we will catch you guys on Wednesday. Have yourselves a great rest of your day. Ciao.